Cari. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, be off in a hot block commander. by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room or join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also, like we do every week, we'll be taking your calls on the Digital Exchange Tech Hotline at numbers 323-410-0012. Whether you're with us live or not, we always got to remind you that during the week, anytime we're not live on the air, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that at our website, warroomsports.com, or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. There's never, ever an excuse to miss an episode. What up, fam? America rounding up its quote-unquote patriots for, for, for the minor charges or nah? What say you fellas? <laughs> yeah, they yeah, they coming. The patriots, uh, the patriots are coming. The proud boys... They stood back, but they didn't stand down. They stood up. Well, so well, they so, stood, uh, they stood so down until until he changed his orders. You know, he they he they just needed to stand down at that particular moment. But then, you know, before that happened, he told them, you know, you got to fight strong. You got to march to the Capitol. So, you know, he gave out his so, orders. So, and, so, so, yo, are y'all dealing with a phenomenon that I gotta ask? Right? You know, get the bell ready. White supremacy in the house. Let me ask a question, because you know how, like, uh, the white folks that I do business with and I'm cool with, hell, neighbors, like, usually when they know they're wrong and some, and some racist ish has gone down, they just saunter off into the sunset, act like it didn't happen, and we backed it. But in this case, are y'all discovering that they really can't do that like they don't know what to do they don't know what to say but they know that this one this one's a little different well considering that one of us go outside the house like you do like i don't have any dealings with anybody so i don't really know but looking at some of these stories uh i think jimmy somebody posted in the chat earlier that one dude who was at the you know a part of it he murked himself and I'm sitting here like three thinking them, like three of them have so far. Wow, that's an, that, see to answer your question, B. I think at least people that are down with it and people who had something to do with it, I think they're starting to realize the gravity 
of what they actually did. Like, treason is a serious charge. Like, terrorism, sedition, insurrection. Like, those are serious words. And I think that day when everybody was just in their feelings and thinking, I don't know, you know, what they really were thinking. In their mind somewhere, they thought they were doing the right thing. But for me, it's just y'all, y'all really on this ball nutsack that hard that you're going <laughs> to – you call yourself up, a patriot, thing, right? but you go against the country to, to defend this dude. I think they're starting to realize the gravity of, of what they actually Yo, did. I said that to y'all. When it, when, it was, when it was going on and I was eating my popcorn on the couch laughing, I was like, <laughs> yo, they, 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 attack, they attacking cops, but they got flags in their hands that says Blue Lives Matter. Like, <laughs> right, how, right. How are you – What's popping? What's popping? But, but and and Jim, they're, they're they're screaming they're screaming USA USA while they're destroying the 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 nation's capital building. Like they're, I mean, we take it back to Colin Kaepernick is disrespecting the flag by kneeling, you know, during the national anthem. Yo, these dudes are using the American flag to break windows on the Capitol. Yeah, like come on. Like, yep. y'all can't be serious. I mean, because you're not supposed to desecrate the flag in any manner. Like, when you see people with jackets on that are the U.S. flag, like, that stuff, is, you're not really supposed to even do stuff like that. But these dudes are using the flag to break the windows so they can break into, and what did they think they were going to do? Like, were they really going to go that's take what I told hostages? You, that's, what I, that's what I told you earlier in the chat. Right, they like, thought they was gonna do all. They thought they was gonna commit treason and then go back home and go to their miserable lives and go back to work as servers. And that right, would be but, whatever. It, they <laughs> but Jim, yeah. even that part, like, what the, what were they gonna accomplish? Did you think you were gonna do this and then somebody was gonna say, "All right, y'all right, dude, gonna be in power as president for the next four years because y'all destroyed the Capitol building." I just don't like. There was no plan whatsoever. And now I'm happy to see the asses getting rounded up. I'm just afraid because, you know, they got the complexion for the connection that this roundup might end up being a roundup for a bunch of misdemeanors and stuff like that. Where, you know, yo, I don't want to keep all, playing it. If it's this already us, happening. It's already if we, happening. If we survived this, if we did this and survived that day, if we were alive after last Wednesday and they started rounding us up, yo, how many of us get in the chair? <laughs> Capital punishment. Don't even ask how. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, man. I, I don't even want to get riled up talking about them, man. We try and do what we do and get up out of here. So uh, let's talk. Let's talk some sports, fellas. Let's let's talk about these hot topics, which are brought to you by my bookie. War Room family, it's time for you to make some money sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked out my bookie. I really don't know what's wrong with you because we tell you to do this every week. The NFL playoffs are here. We're in the divisional round. So why not make a couple of dollars wagering on, wagering on some of these divisional weekend games? Lay down some dough on the biggest games in sports by joining us, the War Room, and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid fast. No hassle. They even have in-game live betting. So you can place wages after you realize the Sixers only have seven available players instead of the minimal eight. So join now, and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. To get this deal, all you got to do is use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. 
Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. All right, everybody. We know what the biggest news in sports uh, was this week. I mean, at first, it was probably, at least for us, the whole Doug Peterson fiasco. But then the NBA said, hold my beer. James Harden, (laughs) after I guess he had to put in a little bit more work to force their hand on this, he finally got traded. This was a two-team race, the Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. So James Harden is now a Brooklyn Net with his former OKC teammate, um, Kevin Durant, and the little Indian boy who don't like playing basketball anymore with the nasty handles, uh, Kyrie Irving. So, like I said, James Harden had to kind of press and press. Not hitting he had to he had to be that a hole that you kind of turn into when you're trying to get get out of your contract. So I guess now you know in the next five months or so will be him working on his image to to get that back. But you kind of got to do what you got to do to force these teams to trade you when you're still under contract. So let me give you guys. I mean I know you guys know it, but you know let's let's make public for anybody who doesn't know the actual deal. That went down because it ended up being a four-team deal. The Rockets ended up, you know, coming off like big wigs because the they got some people from the deal. They got a uh, they got Karis Levert, but they flipped Karis Levert to the Pacers for Victor Oladipo. So at the end of the day, the Rockets ended up getting Victor Oladipo, uh, Rodion's Curix, Dante Exum. Four unprotected first-round picks. That's uh, Brooklyn 2022, 24, 26, and Milwaukee's 2022. And four unprotected first-round pick swaps, 2021, 2023, 25, and 27. The Nets got James Harden. The Pacers, like I said, um, they got involved because they ended up going and flipping Karis LeVert to the Pacers. Um, they got Karis LeVert, a 2023 second-round pick from Houston, and the Cavaliers got Jared Island and Torian Prince. So this deal for the Nets and the Rockets, per se, was a little bit different because it seemed like the Rockets were trying to stick the Sixers up a little bit more. Like, they weren't going to let the Sixers get involved with this without coming off of one of their superstars and one or two of their brightest young guys because they said the package that they were looking for with the Sixers revolved around Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, and uh, uh, Matisse Thybul, which is kind of crazy because any combination of the those three kind of messes up the Sixers in a certain area. If you take Ben Simmons and, and Tyrese Maxey, then the Sixers no longer have a point guard. You know, they might have Shake Milton trying to play the point guard, but we know that's really not his position. He ain't, he ain't if you no take point guard. Ben Simmons and Matisse Thybul, then you're taking the Sixers' best two perimeter defenders. And then all you got left in that category is, what, Danny Green, because nobody else is guarding anybody on the perimeter. So I guess the Ooh. deal fell through. Even though they said the Sixers were willing to part with Ben Simmons and whatever else, um, I, their non-starter was Tyrese Maxey, the rookie. So, do you think they first? Do you think do y'all think the Rockets got enough? And even though 
the Nets are now boasting this big three of Durant, Harden, and Kyrie, did they give up too much of their depth and their core um, to to really live up to the expectations that this trade brings them? Yes. Yo, first of all, salute to the Rockets for figuring out a way to run into Fort Knox and get everything. <laughs> like, they, 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 they came off. Salute to them. Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn, we go hard. Um, on paper, and I believe more than on paper, what we know of these gentlemen's skill set, talents, and abilities, mm-hmm. this is a contending team. They could contend. They could beat the Lakers. However, in reality, in reality, uh, Kyrie is about five days away from retirement and going and just smoking peace pipes, peace pipes for a living um, with, with white girls who reject their Caucasianhood. Um, James Harden looks like Professor you say, Trump, but me, can drop buckets. What did you, you say, white squalls? Squall, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cablasian bull. Um, yeah, racist. Yeah, my man, James Harden. James Harden. Now, for us, I mean, we probably give him a lot more leeway because we've been fat boys getting buckets for years. But I guess to the rest of the world, like, they don't understand that you can get buckets with a belly. And this talk of him being like 30 pounds overweight. I'm sure he can drop that in a matter of a month, but you don't want to have him working on fitness while also working on chemistry and getting it together. And he and Durant haven't played together in almost a decade. So I now, wouldn't be, assume do, that there's two things there. Do you think that just happened or you think he was just all in with trying to get out of Houston? So, you know, came back a little overweight. Like, do you think it's that dramatic or you think that just happened? I, I think it just happened because of the lifestyle. Look, he's so talented that he can. And if you remember, he dropped 44 and then had a 37 or a 35. Like, he's so talented that doing what he does over a short period of time, it doesn't matter if he's 25 pounds overweight. He's still better than 99.9% of the league, and he's going to do his. But can he sustain that? Probably not. He's got to drop the weight and get down to, a, to to playing weight. Like that's really a testament to how great he is individually. Um, right. To be that to be that overweight, but he still could bust you know the the league's tail. Um, so I don't. I, it, it's not it's not a matter of can they contend, but I think if we look back to Miami and what happened with Bron and 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 the uh, trans transvestite. Father, when they played together, it took it took them yeah. some months or a season to get together and get that chemistry. Yeah. And now you're dealing with with two guys that are that are straight weirdos in terms of their approach. It's going to take time for them to click. And while I think Kevin Durant is a true professional on the court, you know, even him off the court, like dealing with that. I don't see this working out in the now. I see if they can get the Cablasian Bull to come back to basketball and come back to the world um, and get rid of smoking his peace pipe, maybe they become a, 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 a true contender. 
I think they're going to just get into the playoffs off of who they are and beating up right. on the league, and then it's going to fall apart in the playoffs versus a good team that's not intimidated by the names. Yeah, I mean, but that's I, I, I believe that they're contenders just because of the talent. But, like, the fact that they gave up the depth and the talent, frankly, that they gave up, um, the fact that these three dudes off the courts are, are, are three weirdos, that it's definitely going to play a part. Yo, you know, brought up Miami. Yo, on the low, on on the low, I'd have sent him Kyrie and kept Karras, but that's just me. See, but that's the thing. It it seemed like that's what I was going to ask you guys. Um, what does what does that say about the fact that they didn't press them for Kyrie, whereas they were pressing the sister, the six, the sisters, the Sixers for Ben Simmons? They want that weirdo. I mean, he ain't. He's just taking leaves of absence for no reason. But you brought up the Heat, right? If you think about the Heat and any other like big three that's been formed, either by the players, by the teams, even the Celtics, I think a lot of these big threes, the the chemistry, well, we don't know yet because they haven't played, but the chemistry, or at least the fit, looks to be a little more off here because you have three players, let's say two. Kevin Durant really doesn't need the ball. Um, and that's been proven in a lot of his spots. He played with Russ. He played with, um, he played with Steph. So let's say, let's say two, two of these players kind of seem to need the ball. I mean, Kyrie didn't really want to rock with LeBron because he didn't like that. He wasn't the full-time, you know, ball handler in that situation. How is that going to work with these dudes? Like when, when you have like the Celtics big three, those three dudes knew their roles. They played different positions to the point where, and none of them needed the ball the way these guys need the ball. They played their positions to where Rondo, a young point guard, could come in and still be the point guard, still handle the ball. Pierce didn't have to bring the ball up. Ray Allen didn't have to bring the ball up. You know, KG didn't have to bring the ball up. LeBron and, and Wade had to get that straight you know, who was going to mm-hmm. be the playmaker most of the time. But they got that straight after one year and took off after that. But, Jimmy, do you see these dudes, do you see it being an easy transition for either Harden I mean, or, or 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 young young squall runner to all right, be so off the a couple, ball? A couple things here. A couple things here. I was letting be off and, I mean, get his gun on. But here's a couple things here. Um, this whole process to me let me know how valuable that people in the league believe Harden is and how my opinion of Harden is just different than you know, <laughs> right. the guys that get paid to do it. Because when I heard some of the, what they were some of the ransoms they were asking for and even what they got, I was like, for Harden? Like and I understand <laughs> his skill set. And I understand what B Austin's saying about how good he is and all that. But to me, he doesn't play winning basketball. Is he does he, is he <laughs> No 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 don't Possibly. throw me in that group because I agree with you. I agree with no, you. No, 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 but I'm talking about – no, no, I'm not trying to throw you in that group. But I'm talking about what you said about, like, you know, just how good he is and then able to get in shape and that, that whole nine. I'm like, I get it, and I get that he's one of the, the best – he's probably – No, but what you're, what you're, what you're saying speaks to him having to get in shape is proof that you're proving your point. He doesn't play winning basketball because somebody that was really committed to that wouldn't allow themselves to do that. I, I, I'm with you a million percent. No, but – Here's my thing. He's probably one of the top three most talented offensive players I've ever seen play because what he what he was able to do is 
um, he, he figured out he figured out a couple of cheat codes like within the game, which enables him to score at a pace and a level that a lot of people will never be able to. Right, so he's figured that out. He he can pretty much do everything in the offensive end. He's a ball hog, but I just don't see him <clears throat> playing winning basketball. And some of the stuff they were asking for, specifically when they were the Sixers trade, I was like, yo, he ain't he ain't worth that. Like. Let me know that. Now, in terms of whether it will work, See, but that Jim, all depends upon That's you thinking from an but, objective basketball purist mind because you ask Sixers fans, hey, man, I drove Ben Simmons to the airport. But you know how And I understand is. that because a lot of times mm-hmm. cats get caught up in names. Like, oh, because he names. don't shoot threes. And, and, and shooting. Yeah. <laughs> they get Forget caught the up 80 in other things he does on the court. Like, <laughs> yo, like basketball isn't won by names, beloved. Like, and so, so for me – whether it'll work, I think that really all depends upon the mindset that these guys take, right? Where's their ego at? Ego is the enemy here. If they can get their ego in check, I think they will be able to. But now we know that in order to be that proficient and that great of a basketball player, that comes with an ego. So it is what it is. So I'm like, on one hand, I'm saying, like, you got to get it in check, but then you have to have it to be that great. But what made Miami work, and, and, and you know, is when, like Dev said, when D-Wade decided, yo, it's best if I fall back. You know how right. big that is. People like really don't don't realize how big that was because when you watch that Miami team play before D Wade made that conscious decision to take a step back, they were all over the place. They clearly right. had the most talent, but they didn't work as a team until someone was able to check their ego. And by him checking his ego, they had team success. That's what all it right. takes. Here's my question so far, to you, though, Jim. In these guys' career, in these guys' careers, we haven't seen any of them. Like the, here's the thing, they're they're already the most annoying team in the league. These are three of the most annoying basketball <laughs> they players in the world. Been there KD, KD with his burner account, James Harden, his sensitivity, his ungodly, mm-hmm. and and Kyrie is just like different. He's just a weirdo. Just, like, but so it's like they're already the most annoying team, so they haven't shown that ability. But you guys have been in a situation. Anybody who's a baller has been in a situation, right? Where you're in the playground and you're like on the team with all the dogs, like all the all the top players. And y'all just running the court, and y'all like, yo, you know, I got next, and you just sitting there, y'all run the court all day long, and you had, you clearly have the best players. Instead of like you trying to like prove you're a best player, all you guys take a step back and have fun, just beating up on everybody else. You guys right. have been in that situation where you know you got. That's kind of what it takes. It takes like, yo, right. we're better than these people. Let's take a step back and just blow them out and beat the trash out of them. It's almost like an all star game where everybody's nice. So let's just throw oops all over the place. Um, right. But that ego, man, that ego, to, to me, none of this comes down to basketball. This all comes down to the mental side. Which is, which is the question I want to ask you, Jim, because you, you brought up the, the LeBron thing, again, and Wade's, you know, decision to kind of defer, take a step back. Now, if we all remember, by that time, what, 2010, if LeBron wasn't the undisputed best player in the league Everybody knew where he was about to be, what he was about to, you know, not even just on the court. Everybody kind of knew LeBron is about to be bigger than the game right now. Or is, is, is Kyrie going to give that same respect to James, even though James is one of the top, you know, three, five player, wherever you rank him, he's one of the top players in the I'm game. Not, not, but yeah, but will possible. he give LeBron respect from somebody else who's considered one of the top players in the game. See, that's the difference. Dwayne Wade was also one of the league's top ten players, 
But he decided, all right, LeBron is that dude. He's about to be bigger than the game. I'm going to take a step back. I don't know if they're going to think that way about Harden. You know what I mean? So the ego definitely going to play. That's that's so what y'all think. That that that. But the thing is, if you're if you're if you really want to win, and another thing is, these guys also aren't twenty years old, right? They're getting up there. Um, so how much do they want to win? Are they willing to do what it takes to get the dub? Like, you know, what I mean, you ever see them them dudes that have, have you know? Now these they aren't complete old heads. Like they're not Gary Payton chasing a ring. But and no disrespect to Gary Payton. But you guys know what I mean when I say that. Like, so mm-hmm. Carl Malone and Gary Payton really took a step back because they wanted to get a chip. I don't think they're that at that point. But they're also not young and spry. They're not the they're not the young boys no more. So I'm 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 thinking maybe that could play a part in it. Where it's like, okay, you know, we're veterans now. Everybody knows I'm nice. I got the bag. So what's left to do? All these dudes have gotten ginormous contracts. Have been the man. So there's only one thing left to do. Right. Are they going to take that approach? Or, right. you know, are they going to be all there over and over scallywags? You know what I'm saying? I think they want to – I think what you're saying is what's in their minds. Well, I, I can't speak to anything in Kyrie's mind. I, I, I don't want to talk – you know, I think that's what's in Harden and Durant's minds. But your habits and who you are – are your habits and who you are. There's nothing that leads me to believe that James Harden has the discipline to change who and what he is. We don't know. We'll see. In order for that team to really, really have a shot, KD got to lead the way. Indian squad board got to come back to reality. He got to come to work. And Arden gotta gotta fall back and play the, the the Ray Allen role in 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 Boston. I mean, I, I don't I don't I don't know, man. I I don't think these dudes. I think what they want is you know, they can give lip service to it, but their actions will have to show. The sacrifice will have to be there. I don't know if they got it, man. No, and and I, and, I, and, I and believe... Indian squad board don't even respect his coach. I was about to say, I believe I'm 100% in what you just said, B, because when Kyrie, when, when this thing of Kyrie not being a good teammate and being a little aloof came out in Cleveland, like, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay. If, if any team with LeBron is struggling on it, they're going to pinpoint everybody else and come at everybody else. Then he goes to Boston, and you'd be like, all right, he can't possibly mess this up. He got his own team, blah, blah, blah. He makes himself a hated dude in Boston and forces his way out of there. And then you're like, all right, this time he and KD planned this. They got together. Kyrie is only in Brooklyn because he and KD wanted to get together. They picked a spot. He's not going, you know, he's not going to disrespect KD like this. Lo and behold, this dude ain't been to work for the last five games. And, you know, he out and <laughs> partying. With his, with his family, with no mask on, just all kinds of stuff. And we're going to talk about Kyrie in a minute. But I say that to say I believe 100% in what you said. When basically, you know, these dudes can, you know, give us the lip service. But old habits die hard. And it just seemed like this is just the personality of these dudes. So it is going to be difficult. KD is a baller. He's a, he's a professional. 
he's just like what Jimmy said, outside of the game, he's sensitive, he's worrying about what people say about him too much. But as far yeah, as no when it comes to ball, KD, he'll suit up and, and play anywhere at any time. He's professional about it. Um, James Harden, Joey, James Harden really never believed in the whole load management thing. Remember, he spoke out against that. Um, but with him is in between the lines. Can he change his habits in between the lines? And then, like you said, Kyrie, we just don't know what Kyrie's doing right now. But well, hold I'm, on, all, you go. I'm saying okay. is, now, all I was saying is, to me, it's just a matter of, like, is somebody willing to, to grow up right now? I, I agree with you guys. You guys are spot on in terms of assessing how they've been. But at some point, you got to mature and grow up. Like, right. I, and, and be awesome. You're right. You are who you are. But, I mean, at some point, like, folks grow up. And this is one of those situations where either you're going to do that or – and maybe they have a, a year this year where they figured that part out. But the talent is there. That's the thing about basketball. The thing about basketball, which is different than football, is you got three of the most talented dudes on the floor. There's only yeah. five people on the floor at a time. So if y'all can figure out that Yo. five, y'all can walk the East. Like you, Jim, this, this is the game. Work. If if there's any game, any team game, where you can lose that much depth and still be a contender is basketball. Exactly. Like, yeah. and, and it's like, like, yeah. like you, guys if, got, if, you guys got – Y'all got the juice, but listen, y'all y'all have the talent. Everything their whole like I said, everything is gonna be mental and about what they wanna do. So Yo, they always have the opportunity, but it's just whether they can figure it out. I gained I gained a new level of respect for a guy that I already was a, a supporter of and listening to his mental about basketball and then going back and watching certain things that I didn't pay attention to and comparing and contrasting his game to James Harden, and that's Gilbert Arenas. Mm-hmm. When you think of Gilbert Arenas, you think of a ball-dominant, because he was, a ball-dominant point guard, gun and dude, and that's what, that's what Harden is. But Gilbert actually did work off of the ball. He could score off of the ball. James Harden, when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he goes to the bench, he gets his phone, and he's looking at Instagram. <laughs> then when, you know, when he's he standing in the corner, then, then when, it's, when it's time for him to get, then he puts his phone down, comes back out and gets the ball. Like, you're not going to be able to do that playing with these two other guys. And I know Durant can play without the ball, but you want to diversify the looks, and you do want to give him a chance to push the ball and handle the ball as well. So there's a there's a type of balance and a type of commitment to exploring the the broadening of your game in a situation like this. I don't see Harden necessarily being able to do that. And I've always kind of looked at him as Gilbert Arenas two point handed Gilbert. Oh <laughs> yeah, left handed Gilbert with with a little bit more offensive talent than a guy that was already supremely offensively talented. Uh, a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, but like, yo, you can't. He literally, he literally does nothing off the ball. Like he doesn't I, do. He never cuts the back. Definitely shout out to Gil because I, I, like you, B. I, I think Gilbert Arenas was much more of a cerebral baller than people give him credit for. Um, and and it does show now that you 
get a chance to hear him mm-hmm. talk about the thing. You're like, damn, Gil, you know. <laughs> you no, no, he's always been a highly – he's just a, he's just an asshole, much like, yeah. you know, we can be. But, like, it takes – that takes away from people appreciating how brilliant he was on the court. I, I use the comparison of Joe Budden. Uh, Joe Buttons, shout out to you, like a supreme lyricist, but because you're a noodle and a Joe, like people don't even appreciate your lyricism because of all the corny stuff you do. Same thing with Gilbert. Like people don't appreciate how brilliant he was because of all the corny stuff he does with his retarded young boy uh, swaggy. Like you don't really get to appreciate (laughs) the mind. All right, but listen. Because he's running around with a dude with autism. I don't want to spend too much more time on the Nets. I don't want to spend too much more time on the Nets, but I want to just get you guys' opinion. Like, let's have a one serious moment on Kyrie Irving and what he's been doing for the past uh, two weeks. Like I said, you know, he, he wasn't even returning the Nets call. He was ignoring their calls. Like, when we started to ask, where's Kyrie, the Nets had the same question. Like, they had no idea. And it seemed like no one had any any notion of where he was and what he was doing until the video popped up of him, at, you know, dancing at his sister's birthday party. Um, I'm seeing Sean Marks now, without actually saying the words, it seems like he's implying that he's talked to um, – Kyrie and he's saying Kyrie can't wait to be back with his teammates blah 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 kind of saying the right things but like how serious do y'all think this situation is because how can they move forward because they're obviously all in they're paying three guys in excess of 30 million dollars um a year they've given up a lot of their debt depth they're all in they need these dudes to be here and be present and be accounted for like how serious do y'all think this Kyrie situation is Here's the thing, right? um, serious, serious enough. It costs them from even considering being a true, a true contender at the end of the day. Um, but I think he comes back, and I think I don't know. I, I think he comes back. Yo, how you gonna bully me and say I don't know? But yo, here's my thing, right? Um, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> yo, Kyrie is necessary. Yo, Kyrie, Kyrie is hilarious to me. Like, it's funny. I, I told y'all the other day. I was like, yo, Kyrie, Kyrie is hilarious, amazing. But it, I wouldn't feel that way if he was on my team. Like, I, I just find his utter disrespect for authority pretty entertaining. But again, he's not on my team, so it's like I ain't gotta deal with the BS. It's totally immature. But it's also funny. My man was like, yo, I'm going to my sister party. Like, they asked him why he didn't play one game. And my no man said, yo, I don't feel like it. My <laughs> man said, yo, I didn't fit. yo, they asked him, like, yo, how you not playing? They say, why haven't you played? My man said, yo, I just don't feel like it. Like, yeah. he's out here doing what he wants to do. He's getting $30 million. And the and crazy part about it, just, Jim, is he, like, he does the right things off the court. Like, a lot of times when he mm-hmm. goes through these moments is because, you know, he's having these moments of, well, the world is in disarray and he starts giving financially, starts giving his time and all that kind of, but dude, you, you got a job. This money that you're giving is from this contract that you're not fulfilling right now. So mm-hmm. it, it gets kind of, it gets kind of weird. It's not like he's it is like James Harden. If James Harden was but doing this, we know where to find James Harden. We just bust up in the, the nearest strip club, but yeah, that's not even, he would owe that. But yeah, with him, Kyrie it's like, just yo, like... my man, it's, it's really, 
and I don't want to call it like I don't want to say. I think he's really struggling with some stuff. Like he's struggling with who he is and what he wants to be. Like you know, we always talk about one thing. We always talk about when we talk about Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant's a baller. Like he's just a baller. He's someone who I really believe would play if he didn't get a check. And Kyrie's not that. Kyrie is Kyrie just has the skill set, but I don't think he's in love with the game the way that uh you know certain players are. He's just that he, good. But he a baller, he hasn't man. figured life out. My man is like my man is like it's almost like he's off at college freaking himself out, but he's doing it in front of the world while making thirty million. Like right. it's, it's, it's that's why I said it's entertaining, but he's also not on my squad. Well look, I need Kyrie Jim to not, you know, get uh, uh, waved and blackballed from the league because then Nike going to follow suit and my son and I like his shoes very, very much. So we would like them to still be on the market. <laughs> so Kyrie, come on, man. Go to work. Just go to work. All right. So let's go to the quote of the week because it has something to do with the other side of this trade and, you know, that Rockets team and what they thought of James Harden and his antics leading up to this trade, because I don't know if you guys remember, like the night before or maybe two days before the trade happened, James Harden went to the media and told them this team is just not good enough and I don't think it's fixable. And, you know, that's kind of disrespectful. You got dudes on the team like John Wall, Boogie Cousins. Everybody took the time to learn how to play together. I'm pretty sure that situation in Houston would have been okay. So our quote of the week is from Boogie Cousins. Um, and this was his response after he was asked about Harden's comments about the team not being good enough and not being fixable. He said, obviously, it's disrespectful, but everybody has a right to their opinion. We feel a certain type of way about some of his antics, just the approach to training camp, showing up the way he did. I think he mean, you know, with the pot belly. He said the antics off the court, the disrespect started way before last night. And that those were DeMarcus cousin's uh words about him john wall took a little bit more of a political approach and you know he said the right things but he did end up saying like this you know trying to work with him has been a little bit rocky so far but everything else he said was kind of complimentary he didn't want to rock the boat so um shout out to boogie because you know if anybody going to speak their mind is uh boogie cousins um so um, with that, let's go to let's go to our stat of the week and our players of the week, and then everybody that's holding on the line, we will get to you in just a couple of minutes. Um, and our NBA players of the week uh, in the Western Conference, Luka Doncic, and in the Eastern Conference, um, Jason Tatum. Now, Jason Tatum hasn't played the last few games because he tested positive for COVID. And that's one of the things I wanted to say while talking about this, man. It seemed like the league has basically derailed. And I think they really need to come up with some bubble plans soon. Or, you know, we're going to be taking a, a giant halt. Or this season is just not going to make it all the way through. Because it's just not going to work in basketball. Kind of like it worked in football since you only play once a week. Like you have teams who were killing it, like my team, the Sixers, and then something struck with COVID, and now they're missing a bunch of players, and, you know, their record goes from, like, 7-2 and two to 8-4, and four, just like that, or 8-5 and five or whatever it is now. Um, Jason Tatum, of course, is a big blow for, for Boston not being there, 
But last week, while he was there, he averaged 33 points, 5.3 rebounds, on 52% shooting from the three-point arc, um, and the Celtics went 3-0. and Luka, on the other hand, averaged 30.3, 12 rebounds, 11.3 assists, and the Mavericks went 3-0 and um, in that time. But real quick, y'all, like, what do y'all think about this whole the league? They're trying to strengthen up on the COVID protocols right now. I just don't think it's going to work no matter what they do because now they're telling dudes you can't do anything outside of work. You can't go to parties. You can't go to clubs. You can't have people in your hotel room on the road, stuff like that. Like, is this going to work without a bubble format? No. No, it's it, it, it's not. Um, and I'm I'm gonna bring the real the real world, I guess, into this. Um, the vaccine, it would seem, isn't um, as the kinks aren't as worked out. The numbers are still rising. Things are getting bad, and you're in the same place, if not worse. Than you were well, last year. The numbers are still rising B because more people are out there spreading than are taking the vaccine right now. Vaccine true, is still true. its infancy. And, and the NBA said they weren't going to jump the line to get their players, you know, the vaccine just because they're NBA players. I mean, never mind that right. they jumped the line on everybody. So I guess my point, my, my, yeah, my point, my, my point being. My point being, what's the difference between where we are today and where we were last season? Right. Right. And why right, didn't right. they make plans for the bubble? Like, where's, where's, I, what's the I just knew that coming off of that, that there was going to be a bubble format coming into that season, coming into the season. And then, you know, we heard that they talked about it and the players really weren't interested in it. But I didn't really think that was going to matter. I thought I thought it was going to be safety first. And they had the talk of like regional bubbles, maybe not just one place, but regional bubbles and people will play a portion of your schedule here and then go to this next one and play a portion of your schedule there. Um, they just seem totally unprepared. And the NBA is usually the league of any league that doesn't seem unprepared in situations like this. So now you have postponed games every night. You have a bunch of teams going into these games without their star players. You have teams going with the minimum allotted players of eight. Um, the Sixers played a game with seven because they had eight dressed, but, you know, Mike Scott had just gotten cleared and Doc Rivers didn't want to play him. So it's turning into a little bit of an of an S show, and we're not used to seeing that in the NBA. They usually have a better hold on things than than everybody else, but. We'll see, man. I see. I they, see a stoppage they, they coming knew, at some point. Yeah. They knew they couldn't um, put the entire league in the bubble. They knew that um, these these grown men gotta, uh, you know, sow their royal oats. <laughs> so I figured they would just they would just like try to play this out um, as much as they can until it gets to the point where it's just like, yo, it's ridiculous, and it's getting there. So I kind of figured this would happen end the season somehow in the bubble, but we would start it right. this way just to see how how long we can you know, do this until we have no other choice, right? So basically, Jim, you're um, saying since the the players didn't want to do it, the league, they had no choice but to say, okay, we'll just do it your way until we can't no more. So they probably – Exactly. I I hear what you're saying. They probably have a contingency plan. 
for when it all mm-hmm. hits. But the they fan. have to like you got to play it out. We got to play it out. Yeah. You know, you guys. You know, what I'm saying you need you need your buffalo wings and and, and yam. So we gonna let you be out here <laughs> doing your thing. But then it's gonna get to the point where you can't do that no more. It's kind of it's kind of like how you raise kids. Got to let them fail and see for themselves, hey, yeah. and then you swoop in and save them. <laughs> Pretty much. So, so. It's like so. That's kind of what's going on here, um, in my opinion, at least. So, you know, it's getting kind of ridiculous with all these games missed. I mean, the good thing is there's no fans to refund. Um, so it's just a matter of moving schedules around. But at the end of the day, man, like, I mean, whether they're playing in a bubble or they're not playing in a bubble, from from the consumer standpoint, it's no different to us. You know what I mean? We're right. watching on TV anyway. Um, right. but I just don't want to watch everybody's third string play every night. Like, and that, and that, and see, and that, that's what becomes the problem, right? Because now mm-hmm. it becomes unwatchable TV, where at least in the bubble, the TV was fire. But yeah. at the same time, these guys have full lives. So to yeah. expect them to go for a whole, it's almost like signing up for the military almost. Like, yo, you're going to go this whole year and you ain't going to see, you know, see your family and nothing. We're going to put you in this bubble over here. It's like, I understand that it's difficult to expect that, but we have, you know, this is a whole new world we're living in, and it has to play out. I mean, because the thing is, they proved to us that they could bubble up your family too, but that's another thing. Like your family don't want to be trapped just because you got to go to work for five months. Um, so that's I understand the situation, but I do also understand these dudes get paid a whole lot of money. Um, I'll take the thirty and go live at Disney for a while. I, you know, that's just me. I guess dudes who used to having it is not that easy for them to want to make those decisions. Like, yeah. look, I'm already rich. I don't have to do, you know, extraordinary things to get money because I'm already, I'm already rich. Like me, I take the I'll 30, take the 30 million. I'll take the 30 million and go down to Mickey Mouse talking. <laughs> no, but all right. So um, our stat of the week, y'all man, Dwight Howard, Oh, and I definitely want to give a shout-out, though, to some of them third-string players because I'm talking trash, but I've been watching these games. Some of these dudes are taking their opportunities, though. There's people that, like, I never heard of until I watched this game, like, lighting teams up for, like, 25. So, shout-out to them dudes that's, you know, trying to be seen while they got an opportunity to be seen. But I started a week, man. Dwight Howard, 2,138 blocks, moves past Ben Wallace into 13th, on the all-time NBA blocks list, and with 13,778 rebounds, he moved past Hakeem Olajuwon and Wes Unsell last week into the number 12 spot all-time on the NBA rebounds list. So it's crazy. As much as we clown the White House. It's amazing for a woman to do that. Get Get his Hall of Fame. What they do in the league? Do they wear jackets too? Whatever they do. Get get his bus ready. Get his jacket ready. Um, as much as he's fallen off over the years, as much as the second half of his career made you know turned him into a role player, it's amazing how good the first half of this dude's career was. Like he's going to the Hall of Fame and the championship, which he played a nice role in. You know that just cements it. If there were any questions um, left out there about Dwight Howard, but um, shout out to him moving up these lists because for the people, especially younger basketball fans who really don't know the Dwight Howard that we used to know, like when he retires and in five years they see him getting his jacket, like they're going to wonder why because they didn't see any of this stuff. 
but his his career is a tale of 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 two halves and yo know, these these younger dudes they really don't know like they just not going to uh, understand I think it's a breakthrough <laughs> yeah I think it's a breakthrough for the LGBTQ uh AI community <laughs> and salute to Dwight man you got it bag tonight you hey everybody out there man anything that said on this show that y'all don't like it was Antifa all right so <laughs> In NFL, <laughs> yo, Doug also Peterson. Tonight, he definitely is. Doug Peterson was fired um, from the Eagles. And I definitely, I just wanted to breach this real quick because when we go to the phone lines, I, I see we got a, a Eagles fan on line. So I want to get this out of the, get this started before you know they come on and start making the topics for us. So Doug Peterson is fired in Philly. B. What were your thoughts about this? Because, you know, lately you've expressed some things about Doug Peterson, and I was wondering. Yeah. He wanted which to fire me, too. I was about to say, like, you, you had already um, kind of turned on the ball and, you know, wanted him out. Was this, was this one, what you expected, and two, now that it's happened, do you think it was deserved? So different perspectives, right? So so I guess to to begin with, yes, I'm 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 cool with it. I'm cool with it. Um there was allegedly a meeting that took well it's not alleged. They he met with Lurie and his set of fresh ideas was to take from the staff within and promote some people internally. Right. Um, to new positions as a answer and solution to the problems the Eagles have faced over the last three three seasons since, since winning two seasons since winning the Super Bowl. Um, which be which is an that, honorable thing, which is an honorable thing, but the owner wasn't trying to hear that. Owner wasn't trying to hear that. I wasn't trying to hear that. Um, it's cool to be loyal. It is, and and in and face with. With uh, Doug's scenario, if I was in his position and y'all two jabronis had coached the team the way y'all had, I would still be trying to promote y'all from within so we would all get fired too. Um, So I get loyalty, but... Let's have a back and forth. Listen, in in that scenario, Mm -hmm. though, because this is what I never understand about people when they start asking for, you know, like even now, every year, you know, we go through this. when When we have a coaching search, people are like, Oh, they let Deuce do it. Like, not being in these meeting rooms and on the practice, like, how do we know who can actually coach and who can't? We know people like Deuce. That's probably, you know, the primary reason probably because Deuce still act like a young boy. So he, he, you know, they can relate to him. Can't have no head coach with neck tattoos, man. But but, But that's what I'm saying. With us saying that about Deuce, and sometimes people question, like, well, do we really know if Deuce can coach? On the other hand, do we really know that Deuce can't? And it's the same thing for these other dudes that he's trying to promote. Like, how do we know if he gave these dudes a bigger voice within the team that they wouldn't be better? Like, maybe a lot of these dudes are playing their part because their part isn't that big, and we're just blaming the whole thing on the staff. Like, I have no... Like, the name that came up was the, the – what was his name? Press – I forgot his last name. Um, but he was one of the coaches whose names actually 
came up. And I'm like, if I'm not there, like, how do we know what this dude can do and what he can't do? I mean, maybe Lori knows. Maybe Lori be lurking around the building. But I don't want to get to a point where it's all about big names. You know what I'm saying? I don't want the Eagles as a fan to, to start becoming like Washington. And everybody has to have a name or it's not going to work. And then three years later. No, I, agree. I agree. I definitely don't. I definitely don't want a big name um, or, or a big name for not, a big name. But I'm talking about with this whole thing with him and Lori, because Lori did say, you know, one of the reasons where he wanted to promote people from within rather than going out and getting offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, you know, off of the, off of the market. And we know kind of what that means. We want you to go out and get somebody that we know, somebody with a name. I mean, Doug Peterson came in here and didn't have that great of a name. We want you to go out and hire your replacement. (laughs) Pretty much. Like, I want you to get people that are so respected that if I decide to fire you, (laughs) I'll have a coach already in the building. (laughs) That's basically what Jimmy said is basically it. But go ahead, B. I just and and that's, a, that's, that's, a fair, that's a fair perspective, but I don't, I don't look at it as just that. I, I look at it as potentially, Doug, do you have your finger on the pulse of the market and have you looked at or identified with Howie, you know, any hot young talent that we could bring in? Now, it could be what y'all are saying, go find a big name, you know, go find a big name coordinator and, and that's what it is, or maybe it was, what are your ideas around any coordinator that we could bring in here and, and, and marry to your coaching system and your coaching tree and have some success? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Well, to, I do to be 100% honest with you, B, like this mm-hmm. is what's out there, but, I, you know, let, let's keep it 100. I think the real reason was, whatever disagreements they had about Carson Wentz moving forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. What, what, that, that, was 85, that was 85% of it. Yeah, I was, that was 85%. Jeffrey Lurie, he Lurie, Lurie said, I'm 60, I'm 60 million in. He said, I'm yeah, 60 million in to Carson Wentz, and you don't like it. Yeah, he talking about assets and keeping both quarterbacks. And I think I, Doug, his whole thing, I think Doug got fired because, remember, the reports were, Doug's future depends on this meeting with the owner. I think Doug went in there and told Jeffrey Lurie, EAD, um, because and, – and this definitely came out. He said he was tired of being told what to do. And it's like either you're going to give me control and let me do my thing or we're going to end this relationship. So I think Doug was – you know, he says he's at peace with this, and I kind of believe him because you don't want to be in a situation where you're being told what to do from the higher ups when they supposedly hired you for a job where you were going to be in charge of things. Like I said, it's becoming Washington more and more every day and, and maybe Dallas. Cause, cause when in the history of Jeffrey Lurie, did we see him being so meddlesome in the football operation? Yeah, that's a good point. We've yeah, never that's seen a, that's that. A, that's a, that's a very, so he we, won a never Super Bowl seen it, and he's turning into another dude. Pretty much. But, but let, me ask line, you, let me ask you. Bottom line, both of you. Let me ask you. Did he deserve to get Let me fired? ask you this. Deser- that's a tricky. That's a tricky word. Deserved. 
Probably not. I would say in how in 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 if I were in that position, I probably would have given him another year or two. But I also would say he was trending in the wrong direction. But here's my question: If he walked in there and said Carson ain't it, Carson ain't it. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about the dynamic between Doug and Carson? And can Carson be it in that in well, that So so. Supposedly, yeah, that, and this is why this, this is why I think everything else, like the coordinators and stuff, was lip service, because supposedly their relationship had been fractured so much that Carson Wentz was going to ask for a trade in the off season, and now they're thinking because Doug got fired that Carson Wentz is going to be cool with coming back and trying again as the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now I don't know how that would have played out in the end. But just, you know, come on. Like, don't turn into a diva franchise, man. Like, this dude just led you to your first ever Super Bowl championship. And in a matter of five years, he's gone. Three years, less than three years, well, a couple weeks, less than three years after your proudest moment as an owner, as a franchise, as a fan base and everything, he's, he's, he's gone. Like, you don't get a chance to have a bad season. And I and I say the same thing for Carson Wentz. Like, damn, like Carson, like he damn near dragged them. He didn't have the greatest of seasons last year, but statistically, like you know, he threw for four thousand yards. We've never seen a quarterback do that for the Eagles before, <laughs> never. And damn near dragged them into the playoffs um, at the end of the season last at last year. So it's like kind of like okay, you didn't play your best all year, but when it counted, you did your thing. So it's like. Damn, Carson Wentz is not entitled to a bad season. Doug Peterson is not entitled to a bad season. So it's kind of, for me, like the heat that both of them were taking, I felt was unfair and and a little bit silly. I thought Doug was kind of pressured, maybe not by Lori, of course, to make the move from Carson Wentz in the first place. Or it could have been the other way around. He could have felt pressure not to do it, and that's why – he waited around so long to actually do it. Either way, one of, one of, somebody's in his head. Well, it wasn't his head. He's going down. One of the things that, that I find interesting is in looking at the dynamic between him and Carson, and, and we don't truly know from the exterior, but I just, even though Doug was a was a bencher, a bencher bum in the league, he was still <laughs> An NFL quarterback. I mean, those are usually the best. Somehow, some, some, I know. Somehow, I wanted to feel like he could have bridged the gap between he and Carson, and he could have. I, I wanted to see more in that yeah, relationship. That the better for the betterment of Carson. Now Carson could be an egomaniac like me, and he could have looked at at Doug and said, "Yo, Doug." You couldn't even practice for me, homie. What you going to teach me? I mean, he could have said something like that. Uh, we don't know, but I just – I expected more out of that relationship and, and Peterson's ability to manage it for the benefit of Carson on the field and the overall benefit of the team. And I, I felt like I didn't see that in his play calling. I didn't see that in his game uh, strategies and management. Um, but But we don't know all of the, you know, 
all of the stuff that goes into that with the amount of injuries that the Eagles had, you know, it, it, it could be that played or it, that had to play into it. But I just wanted to see more in that relationship benefiting Carson. I don't feel it was there. All right. So um, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, let's bring the, the homie Tobias on. We got Tobias after that. We got the homie Rob. We're going to take some short calls tonight on this stuff. Tobias, what's going on, good brother? Roll damn tide. Roll damn tide. I've been waiting to say this. Hey, welcome to the Roll Tide Invitational, baby. It is, hey. <laughs> the, the, the Roll Tide, tide Invitational. R-T-I. Hey, Hey, the earth is back on its axis. Kid, hey, the sun is shining bright. Birds chirping in there. Kids frolicking in the street. And America's team is your champions again. That's all I got to say. Woo! All right. Even though I was laid up, be off. Yo, how many, Tobias, how many of them people uh, in the Capitol were were Alabama fans, though? Actually, (laughs) both of them were Ole Miss fans, by the way. But, uh, you know, you don't know. He, he and Jimmy already had that conversation last week. Hey, yeah, because I was uh, laid up on the couch Monday because I was sick. And so that, so that counts as my flu game, by the way. I ain't tell you that would be awesome. But, uh, <laughs> you were dealing. You were dealing with some Kyrie Irving type young ladies. You know yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> couple things. I'm actually gonna hit. Uh, like, oh, a quick breaking news. Um, the Jags finalized it. They hired uh, former Ohio State coach Urban Meyer as their next coach. Just wanted to throw that in there. All right, go ahead. Oh yeah. He'll quit three years if the team ain't doing good. Talking about himself is bad. Like the time Alabama bust his ass and when he struggled Ohio State. But anyways, uh. I mean, All the right. same way your coach didn't leave. I mean, like Nick Saban did when he went. No, man. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Hey, man. Nick Saban, went, Nick, Nick Saban saw a bad opportunity, man. That's all he did. But anyway, he, he, was, he, he went to God's country. But quick thing about the Eagles, I touch his NBA thing. Uh, here, the only thing is, I, like, Andy Reid had, like, one bad year. They let him go. Well, Chip Kelly, I don't blame him for that one. That, that was a sinking ship. That was, you know. But, uh. But Carson you know Wentz, yeah, though, he had a bad with year. With Reed, though, Tobias, it was it was a longevity thing. It was that thing where, yeah. okay, we've peaked. We're not going to get any better. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love Andy Reed. But it, even I agree, like, all right, it's time for a new voice in the locker room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, he, I don't, I don't think go. for him it was, like, one bad year. It, it was just, like, they needed a new voice at that time. And it was cool. Yeah, and free Andy up to go live his best life. So, shout out to Andy. And, and you, and you know, like Carson Wentz, right? I do think I agree with y'all. The one bad year, you know, he hasn't been that good since that year he had that at running MVP. And I know he had some injuries, but here's the thing that I think Wentz better understand: the pressure is all on him this year. The coach is gone. You're uh, he getting your starting spot back. Maybe y'all talk about pressure. Maybe the players didn't want him to be the starter no more. They wanted to go to the other guy. Even though I don't think Jalen Hurst is all that, but he's still a rookie. Maybe that's something right there that ain't been brought up. The players are like, man, this dude here's not a leader or anything like that. Well, I mean, know, the older dudes, blaming us. The older dudes kind of took his back when when it was going down. Um, yeah. I don't know if it, how heartfelt it was or were they noticing, damn, if he can get benched, then we can get benched too. But, you know, some of them kind of spoke up for him. 
But when you think about it in the long run, those those guys might not be here in the long run either because the Eagles are yeah. almost $70 million over the cap. So a lot of these older dudes with these big contracts are going to be let go soon. And they might have been the, the, the Wentz fans. The younger dudes might favor a change. So it might be a rocky situation. Because here's, cause think about it. They keep saying that, hey, the receivers, you suck. You suck. But when another guy come in, magically you're getting the ball in your hand. Uh, you know, but uh, but like y'all talk about the NBA, right? Here's what I think the, the player empowerment Twitter crowd better understand: the collective bargaining agreements come and do, and the owners gonna get they get back. That's why I'm like, <laughs> hey, y'all need to chill out with this, you know? Uh, yeah, because <laughs> LeBron, see, y'all need to stop letting LeBron lie to y'all. LeBron wait till he's a free agent, he's out. He ain't demanding no trade. <laughs> he right. ain't Rich Paul to get the man a trade. He hasn't but once really forced his way out of a situation. Yeah. <laughs> people think they're following suit and they're doing something totally different than LeBron. I don't think this is a good trade for Brooklyn. Because, one, I will find Kyrie as a game check every night if I could. Uh, <laughs> he don't want to go to work. I, yo, think, they, I yo, think they can right now if he's just not yeah. showing up. I think yeah, he because is the game change. The the money he's donated from his call these calls, which I applaud him for, is because he's making thirty plus million dollars a year. <laughs> he can't donate this. He's working at foot action. He's giving up money he, don't, he ain't earning. He gives up yes. free money. It ain't my money. Yes. And and you know, I'm actually glad the black coach ain't getting this job now. Thank goodness. But uh <laughs> but James Harden's not a winning player. I don't care what nobody says about his numbers. If your go-to move is traveling, you're not a you're not an all-time <laughs> great offensive skill player, in my opinion. I'm sorry. If your go-to move is trying to trick the refs to get you free throws, no, you ain't nothing but a two-guard version of Carl Malone living at the free throw line. I'm sorry. People get mad at me. Y'all know where to find me. At me. I'm sorry. That's the way it is. Because – Y'all remember when Kobe won the trade, and I'm still mad the Bulls didn't include Lou all dang for freaking Kobe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you remember Kobe was a shame. Kobe was a shame when he chewed out Andrew Bonham at that strip mall. He balled. He was a shame. He didn't quit. So you traded your whole future for a fat guy who's going to take all year to even get in shape. It means he may get hurt. Who's not committed? The only guy who's really committed on that team to ball is KD. The young, yeah, and like people talking about. Yeah, it, people are talking about, oh, why they want Kyrie. Who the hell wants to trade for Kyrie right now? He he mm-hmm. won't even show up. He Like I put in the chat, he probably gave the next his auntie's house phone number. He don't even have his phone number. Uh, <laughs> you know? And and it shows is that, and my thing is, why are these teams in these bidding war for a guy who showed you he doesn't give a damn? Why are we in a bidding war? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like – I hate See, the fact that's, that that's the part, Tobias, that I didn't understand because yeah. all right, when when the when the final straw, you know, went down and his teammates with the Rockets felt like they were being disrespected, he said those comments. At that point, it changed from we're not dealing James Harden to okay, a trade is imminent, we're gonna get rid of him. In my opinion, the Rockets lose all of their leverage at that very moment when we know you have to get rid of him because Remember the day before they said James Harden has basically been told to stay away from the Rockets, you know, until a, a deal could be done. When that report comes out, 
oh, I'm disrespectful with my offers from these other teams at that point. But in these time. situations, we always say that, and these teams still always end up getting a ransom for these dudes. So I guess, I guess our outlook on that is totally wrong because we feel like the leverage switches, and it doesn't. They still get a million picks and players. Listen, teams have no leverage in the NBA. The NBA That's what I'm the starting to believe. <laughs> no, the inmates are asylum. I mean, they have no leverage at all because it's about star power and making money more than it is about winning for one. And then for two, I mean, contracts don't even matter no more. Like, <laughs> your cats be coming out like, yo, I want to play here. Like, didn't Oladipo say today, like, yo, I'm going to the Heat? Like, yeah, he said, I, he eventually want to end up in Miami, and he probably will. <laughs> he probably will. And Pat, but but, yo, but Pat like, Riley, Oladipo is not even on that level to be forcing stuff, but he probably still will end up where he wants to go. Before. You know what Old Depot reminds me of? don't even matter no more. Remember yeah. Old Depot reminds me of? Remember the 2000 draft class where LeBron them came out and Joe Johnson just happened to come out that same year? That's who Old yeah. Depot reminds me of. Uh, like he, he's Joe was good. Like, uh, yeah. But he just doesn't have that same name. And remember, he has a lot of injury problems too. So why would you give up assets for that guy? And, and like, he's not putting you over the top. And yo. I just think that would be <laughs> yo, your man James Harden just came back to the Rockets looking like Homer Simpson and just commanded a a ransom. Yo, it's yeah, it's like Jimmy's right. The inmates run the asylum no matter what you but, look but, like. But, no but you know the problem is these people talk about well, we may not be a free agent destination. The Lakers didn't get nobody till LeBron decided he wanted to raise his kids there. <laughs> you know, and that was the Lakers. It, it doesn't. It, it depends where these guys want to live at. So you ain't got to kiss their ass. You know, I'm talking about that regard. Why was you, what the funny part about all this is? This media has a hard on for trying to break up Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I'm not even a Sixers fan, but it trips me out how they want to break those two up so bad. And it's like, why break up a team? Why break them up? Who are you going to well, bring in as better? Sixers fans hate Ben at this point, too. Um, I don't. Like like I said, he was a non-starter for me in these whole trade talks. But just, just the scouring, the, you know, the, the talk from the city, Sixers fans seem to hate that dude's guts now. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, they never like Ben Simmons, though. Yeah. So the media yeah, I, is basically, you know, mirroring the, the talk of the fans. So. Yeah. And I'll touch on my bucks real quick. We got the yeah. Saints this week. Look, I tell you this. I said this about the Bucks. If you put, if you cut the, the Saints got the one crypto, it's not just pass rush. It's about the rush up the middle and they can cover. And I mm-hmm. think that in the Bucks defense is not that good. They cannot get pressure with four. Their middle linebacker got the second most sacks on the team with eight. That ain't good. <laughs> you know? uh, hey, you what y'all got going for you, man? It might be a good thing at this point that y'all lost to them dudes twice. I, 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 it's very hard for me to see an NFL team lose to the same team three it times in the season. It, so I think, it happened recently. No, I, I mean, it, it's happened. But even then, I said it's hard for me to, to fathom it. Um, it, st- it still is because I don't think it happens enough to make me think, well, oh, man, it's, you know, it, it's like if it does happen, what does that say about your coaching staff. Like, dude, you've got to adjust. Oh, oh I, I said it was trash last year. You can't get one I game out tra- of a three-game series. 
Get the one yeah. that, that matters the most. So I said we'll it was see practice. That... See, but, but see, the problem with them is, right? I think I'm going to pick y'all this it's, 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 See, here's the problem, right, with, with the Bucks, right? They, they, I don't think they could win a game ugly. And sometimes you got to win a game ugly. It's, they high-flying the fireworks, though. And ha- can they win a game ugly? I don't think they can. I'm just being honest about that. Well, but, hey, Brady ain't got I know that get-hit life. So, yeah, it's yeah, going to be hard. I know, I know you guys got to get like, the two like like biggest fan, Rob. And I say this, Lamelo like Ball is like good, a, a folks. Boxer. They're like a boxer who's a knockout artist. Like, either he's going to knock you Deontay out or he's going to get knocked out. Deontay yeah, Wilder? Yeah, I guess you could say True. that. Hey, what you about to say? And I'm going to say, hey, I know y'all get the Rob and everything, but also LaMelo Ball looks like he's – LaVar was right about him, that he, he was the best brother, the best ball son. He, he looked pretty good so far. Yeah, he was way more aggressive than Lonzo in that matchup against each other. He's showing he's showing uh, big bro up. You ain't supposed okay, to let go. You guys have a good one, guys. All right, peace. Yeah. Remember that, that game strong, last dude. week? D- dude, if there's, any, if there's any game where I'm going to be out there fronting, and playing out of character and probably getting in trouble with my coach is when my little brother come to town. Cause I am not going to let that. I'm not going yeah, to let I'm that him not, Lonzo. Yeah. And Lonzo let it happen. So yeah. Lonzo, a little Lonzo don't care about basketball. He care more about his dad. He's scared. <laughs> All right. So let's take this uh, call here. And then we're going to talk about what happened on this week during the grind and get the hell up out of here. Um, we got Rob calling in from, out in California, yay, Rob, what up? Yo, what's good, man? How y'all doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm good, man. It's your boy, Rob, a.k.a. Yo, yo, she's the Titanic. She ran through the iceberg, man, and went down slow. How y'all doing, man? How y'all good? <laughs> I'm yo. good. Yeah, you? Rob! Fuck your What you gonna rap about, Rob? Oh. All right, all right, real quick. I ain't going to lie, man. I was going to see what the news media is going to talk about this Trump y'all office. I'm going to have something entertaining, but, man, that's going to be more entertaining. See, those three dudes in the Brooklyn Nets, you know, my pops is already on it. You know, he can't wait to see. Uh, Kyrie Irving, and I think Phil Maddock will tell you too, man, this is why you never draft a, never draft a brother from Duke, man. They're always weird, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Zion's about to come out too. Shoot. Never trust a player from Duke, man. But uh, anyways, man, um, and the Lakers are looking good. You know, LeBron never slowing down. Uh, let's let's we're gonna talk about the Eagles. Um, dang, what about start? I got a feeling. You think Doug should have got fired? It shouldn't. It shouldn't have only been Doug. I think, think it shows how powerful Howie Roseman is. Howie Roseman is is um is basically always kissing up to to Jeffrey Lurie. Like he's the yeah. They might be. The they master. might be like they might homies or something because in not so many words he kind of said like yeah Howie ain't ever going anywhere. And I know you yeah. Know, that <laughs> make a lot of Eagles fans mad, and I know it makes you mad. Um, but no, it, it, I, I hate when it seems kind of like a scapegoat situation. You know, I I didn't like it. Remember uh, B and Jimmy back when when McDermott was the defensive coordinator, 
and they canned him midseason just because somebody had to answer for the team playing the way they were. And, and you know, that coach no answer for it. And, I always and, thought and he was a scapegoat. And I'm happy to see the success he's having now. Exactly. Ellis Hodge yeah. got beat every game. He got beat every Yo, game. Let me, let me ask you let me ask you a question though, Rob. Let me ask you a question. Did the Eagles win a Super Bowl without Howie Roseman? That season, the, the the reason why I was so amped that season and I was so scared about Nick Foles and stuff is because I felt that this will probably – I had a feeling like this is, this is one of the seasons I'd never seen before from the Eagles where everything was coming together. And this was – we're going we're only going to have one shot at this. Ooh. One shot. You saw so basically, basically the players. Oh, oh, you didn't answer about, the question. Rob, you're not talking about the beginning of the season. Where you're talking about once Carson got hurt and Nick came in. Even, even, even because then, even then, it's like, dude, it's like, dude, like you had. I'm sitting Nelson here about to say, I know you ain't think the Eagles gonna win the Super Bowl coming into that season. I mean, nobody, dude, man. nobody said. I, that. I, you know, and. So 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 no so 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 to answer your question no I don't I don't think that uh we would have won without what we would have won Super Bowl without how he's making those deals you know bringing in uh the two two running backs of big dreadlocks man you know what I'm saying now as far as what he did after Chip Kelly tried to ruin the franchise in my opinion was masterful I'm not I'm not like against what like, because a lot of people dwell on certain things. I'll be the first to tell you this. Howie Roseman isn't and has not been good as far as finding and drafting superstar players. You know, you mentioned it. Other Eagles fans want to mention it now that the stats out there. Yeah, Howie Roseman haven't drafted a pro bowler and such and such and such and such. What I do give him yes. as a strength, I give him a I think his strength is bringing depth to a team. And just like we talked about in basketball, where it's probably less important, I think depth in football is more important than in any other sport. Because at any given time, you know, your top guys can go down because it's such a violent sport. And and if you think back to that year, all of those big-name players we had did go down. Carson went down. Uh, Sproles went down. Uh, Peters went down. Our best linebacker went down. Our best player Yo. on every level went down. A lot of teams Yo. would have folded under that because their GM, who may be good at getting the superstar players. Draft, draft, or draft depth. picks. Right. They might have been depth. great with first-round draft picks. Weren't that great with getting depth. And that's the only part that I'd say to Eagles fans, like the part that y'all are overlooking, is the fact that and, and, and they'll always overlook. Before, if you look at the I, last three seasons, except for this season – we lost so many players to injury, and we still kept it afloat and went to the playoffs. Y'all have to give props for that. I, I understand. If you give Howie, like, his number six pick, there's a, there's, a, there's a chance he might botch that joint. There's a chance. But, 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 to, but your, to, your, to your point, hold on, hold on, no, Rob, Rob. The point I'm that Dev not. just made, the point, the point that Dev just made is the reason why Howie while at some case, at some point, making Eagles fans upset and not being good at one thing, the reason 
He helps us win that Super Bowl. And the reason I'm not in a hurry to kick him out of that seat is his ability to manage depth. Because it's in a lot of in a lot of ways to being a Super Bowl contending team is how many players do you have going two and even three deep at a position that can fit your scheme and perform at a high level, not a pro ball level. They're not all, household me, names. They're how not many all teams? Pros. How many teams have y'all ever seen? And how many teams do you think we'll ever see that can lose the probable league MVP and still go on to win the Super Bowl? I think, I think, I think, I, I, I think, I, I think that speaks to in my pop. He, he always talks about it. He speaks to the coaching of of uh, Doug Peterson because for a guy to in the last two years to be where we are at the end of the season and to get people to believe in each other and to believe in his team and keep on going, it speaks to him as a head coach. Like last year. I absolutely agree with you, Rob, but you cannot kick out one and, and give props to the other. It, it, it speaks to the team that your GM put together. And it speaks to your coach being able to rally those guys after you lose so much talent. I I 100% agree with you, but you can't act like one of them doesn't belong and the other one does. I'm, 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 you're right. I'm talking about after the Super Bowl. Like after the Super Bowl, you know, I didn't see the the fruits of the labor. You know what I'm saying? I see. I I, I saw basically our DBs are trash. I saw this is trash. I saw, you know, and and, and I'm on record. By the way, by the way, because I, I I did my research. By the Man, way, our DBs were trash when we went to the Super Bowl. I, 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 I mean, when we, we won the Super Bowl, we gave up like six million points and eight million yards, even in the bowl. <laughs> yo, 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 yo! I, 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 I will say this: If you guys look at uh, anybody, go to Blog Talk Radio, go to the War Room, in, in episode five seventeen. You know, when when Dev asked me about who should we draft, I said we should draft the best player available. In five eighteen, I guess it was like an hour and twenty four. I, you know, get Dev asked what I saw about the draft. I said we should have drafted Justin Jefferson. So that's by the record. I, you know, because Dev said, yo, we're going to go and research and expose you. Okay, you know, I did every, research. But, but Rob, everybody on TV said that by then, though. Like, oh, everybody, on, yeah, y'all call in here come and just talking heads say, we'll see about this whole Justin Jefferson thing. Like, because I, I don't want to talk about this every week, man. But, you know, same same thing Jimmy tried to tell you every time you bring it up, man. Justin Jefferson didn't make the playoffs this season. Um. Um, what's the other dude you do you and Eagles fans always railing about from the Seahawks? They got put out in the first round. Like BK okay. Metcalf. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we we Rob we, Rob, we still, Rob would never Rob would never call in positions that that don't that are unimportant. Right, Rob would never call in Rob, here Rob, and have Rob, a conversation Nelson about Aguilar offensive linemen and defense. And y'all be acting like you we we could talk about that. I mean, I mean, the the one thing I do give Howie on, even though uh, Andy Reid drafted Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox, I will give Howie on is that we did we do have pretty decent, not great, but decent defense alignment, offense alignment. I would say we lost. I don't know how the other kids is gonna pan out. He got hurt. I think uh, Jordan, uh, the 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 other dude, Malata. Jordan Stone, Malata, he 
he was subpar before he got hurt. You know, the guards, I, Isaac is okay. But, you know, they, they, they need to rebuild the depth. And, and, and I will say this because now we're going to go into coach. Well, I think about the coaching because, you know, I know Doug is out. Um, I mean, dudes has had a good resume with our running backs over the years. People forget, you know. He, uh, whether it be LaShawn McCoy, whether it be Darren Sproles. I mean, hell, he, he made Chris Polk look good. He, he made Deuce. Deuce, my Deuce. He made – he, he, like... he it's like, and I understand, I, you're you're not alone. All Eagles fans do this, but just like you're giving everybody credit except for dude. He brought these dudes in here. Like we're not in the meeting rooms. We don't know if Deuce is really coaching these dudes to be better than they are, or if it's just what they are. Like, yo, we just want to give everybody credit except for the dude that you know. His job is, you know, out there on display. He's putting these yeah, dudes on the team. I mean, I mean, I mean, he gives I mean, no credit. Okay. I mean, I'm, I mean, but how, how, but, but I could say the same thing on the defensive side. I could say, I could say the same thing. I could say, well, yeah, he, he got, you know, these three DBs or four DBs. I mean, DBs we had, and you know, um, and they all pan out, and they, and they were terrible. Or I can say, why haven't we drafted any linebackers, any quality linebackers? Our linebackers were atrocious this year, atrocious. I didn't think Singleton um, was atrocious. Rob, Rob, our our uh, and if you look again, back, that was another. We, we didn't we didn't have we didn't have depth. We didn't have depth at linebacker, but our linebackers weren't bad, and we won the suit. You overrate. This is it's it, it's crazy too because I played DB all my life. I played high school, college, so I know the position. I would love to overvalue it, Rob. You won a Super Bowl with trash corners. It's an overrated. The further away you are from the ball at its snap, the less valuable you truly are to the inner workings of the team, dog. Right. Because there's, there's only like there's only like there's only like two or three real DBs in the league that can guard you for a long time if the dudes up front ain't getting no pressure. If the dudes have, and most times, like nine times out of ten, nine teams out of ten, if that if you're not getting any pressure up front, anybody in the back is getting eaten up. Anybody in no. the back is getting eaten up. I I Stephon 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 Gilmore and and and, and Pat Pete for what it's worth, and that might just be me talking. Rep and Jalen Ramsey outside of them three, yo. If you're not getting pressure up front, none of them other dudes matter. You, Marcus Lattimore, uh, 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 the dude in Baltimore, they got the pick. Uh, yo, none of them dudes matter. Jack Rabbit, none of them dudes matter. I mean, they're great in their own right, some of them, but it's all about fat people, man, in the game of football. But they're, but they're, great they're great because, you know, the puzzle pieces are fitting. Football is – is a is a machine like all the cogs are doing their part so you can be great in your role but if you just happen to be on a team where you're getting no help from the guys up front your offense no, I, or your defense is not going to look good behind those no, I, no, yo, I, 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 yo I, Deb, how, how would you real quick rob how would you how would you say darius slay panned out for us i felt Darius. i mean he was pretty he was how do, you, how do I say this? 
he handled himself well despite the situation that we were in, but it wasn't it wasn't really I mean, if if if, if you asked me to be honest, if you asked me whether I would have Darius Slay or Kylie Mack on the team, I would take I would say Kylie Mack, I understand. But here's but 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 but, but why, why, are you putting, why are you always putting people on the team that like you swear the Eagles can just go get anybody they want. No, no, that's no, another no. that's another part of your beef with the with the GM. It seemed like you just swear whatever name we come up with, the Eagles should be able to get them. But no, go no, do no, this. No, this, this is this is this is homework assignment here. Go back, whatever film you got. Go back, rewatch the games. Since you already know what happens in the games, just pay attention to Darius Slay on every play. See, we only know when his name comes up. We only know when he's getting torched. But you know, nobody's paying attention to what he's doing Darius, on every Darius other play. Slay, you know, when, when Darius Slay had a top twelve corner, Dante Adams, not not torching his 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 shorts, like people not realizing how well he's actually playing. We just look, oh, this game, yeah. one of the best receivers in the league, hitting for eight eight receptions, one hundred and twenty yards. We notice that as fans, we notice that, but nobody. I mean, that, that, that's another thing of how I don't I don't like is that he always gets these undersized corners. Fair, fair enough. No, fair no, enough. no, that's not true. He went and got Nambi. He went and got Nambi Osamoa. Hansen, man, and and they try to over, almost overpay him. <laughs> yeah, he's bringing up names I tried to forget about. Um. I, no, no. I mean, I mean, fair point. Fair point. We, like we haven't really consistently had big corners since, you know, the Troy Vincent, Bobby Taylor days. Um, Al Harris. You know, we we were big and physical back then, but I, what, I, I don't know. What, what, I mean, the game what, has changed, though. I think I think a, a good reason for that because it's not just him. Like the league in general has kind of gone in that direction is because you really can't touch receivers no more anyway. So you need little fast dudes that can keep up with them since, you know, the maulers aren't there. So you have a couple of bigger corners in the league that are also fast, but you know, that's an anomaly. That's not every big corner. So if you look at it, that's probably kind of another thing that's been legislated out of the game. These big physical corners because you can't touch anybody anymore. I mean, they're giving out first downs on five-yard penalties. It could be third and 23. You get an illegal contact penalty, which is a five-yard penalty. It's a first and 10. So, you know, they legislating that out of the game. You need little dudes that can run with these dudes. If you could, if you could find a 6-2 corner that can run, then, hey, you, you basically found a needle in a haystack these days. So, I mean, not to defend Howie because you have a point there, but – I'm just giving you a reason of why the league might be going in that direction. What, 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 Bradley, what, what, Bradley, Bradley Fletcher and Darby were both on the larger side. They were trash. So it was hard to find guys six one, six two that can play corner. That's a rarity. Right. But Rob, we got a rule. So go ahead and make your last point, man. We gotta get out of here. Yes, I, 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 I do want to add this quick before I go. I know Jimmy's there. Quiet. What's up, big? What's up, Uncle Jay? How you doing, man? What's up, Rob? That man, Uncle Jay. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm good, I'm good no, man. I'm going to clown Jimmy about this for the next month. But yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Make your, make your point. So we can, uh, 
Sleep on your ass. Okay, I I I, I do want to ask you uh, three things. Oh, well, actually, two things. One, do you think the Eagles should get an offensive innovator or a defensive coach? You know, I would love to get a defensive coach. And two, I want to ask, um, uh, what? Um, and this one for Jimmy. Uh, as as we go in this next administration throughout the whole year. What what can small businesses do uh, do right do right now? Like like like, like I, know, I know you'll probably look at, looked at the PPP loans and the EDL DIL grants and things like that, because and a lot of small businesses did get hurt by by this COVID and 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 they did give like four trillion dollars to these big companies, you know, like Amazon, like like Tesla, like all these companies. What, what what can small business well, excuse me, small business oh yeah that's shit. Right. Well Rob, thanks do? thanks for your call. Do this. Just stay on the line. We're gonna answer the questions. But man, as usual, thanks for your call, bro, and we talk to you next week. But stay on the line, yeah, we're gonna we answer the questions. Yeah. All right, so uh, about the Eagles, Eagles offense. We'll do that first. Okay, go ahead, Jen. No, I was gonna say offense or defense, I don't think that matters. Like in, in terms of because when you talk about a head coach of an NFL team you're right. you're basically a manager, you know what right. I'm saying. So what side of the ball you come from, to me, doesn't really matter. It depends. If you got to get someone that has the ability to manage a staff. Football exactly. is different, and that's exactly you know the, the, where I was going to go with it. Like I don't care if they get an offensive or defensive coach because great coaches are able to hire great people. So if you're a defensive dude, then you make sure you hire an offensive innovator on the other side. If you're an offensive dude, then you got to get a nasty defensive coordinator to run things on that side. So I don't really think it matters. I guess sometimes it seems like when a head coach is a defensive dude, and this might all be in my mind, it does kind of seem like the teams kind of take on that mentality and the teams are tougher overall when there's a defensive dude there. But, you know. To me, yeah, it, it definitely doesn't matter to me. I, I, know, I, know, I, know, I know what you're saying, and that is the perception. That's but a lot I said, of times, it could be in right, my mind. It might be in my mind. Because a lot of times, I'd be watching teams, <laughs> other day tough. Like, and, I, and I start in my head, like, their coach played, their coach is a defense or a defensive guy. And come to find out he was offensive. He's just a nasty <laughs> sound himself. But, you know, to me, that, that part don't even matter. It's just a matter of someone that can like, put a team together. Obviously, for me, I'm I mean, for everybody black. If he, coach, if he coaches Mike Dicker, you know what I'm saying? He was a, a nasty yeah, so, so, song yeah, at that, tight end. He was a nasty song at tight end, though. So he acted when like I, a when I, when I figured out that he didn't play defense, was, I was in shock. I was like, hold up. Right, you just assumed. And that's why everybody shifted yeah, and gave I, Buddy Ryan all the credit. That's why they carried him off the field. Like, like damn, he disrespected yeah. the job. <laughs> all right, but you, you know, quick quick answer about the business thing? Or, oh, small, or, you know, for, here's what I say. The best thing for small business right now is to open back up. Like, and I'm not saying that they should rush because obviously, um, you know, people are still getting sick and dying out here. But the only thing that's going to save small businesses is for us to somehow um, figure out how to contain or, or deal with this, uh, this COVID. Because you can't keep printing money and just throwing it at things to leave it open. Eventually, you have to do business in order to make money. Because all you're going to do is ruin a dollar anyway. Right, right, right. All right. So, uh, with all that being said, again, thanks for the call, Rob. Thanks for the questions. Um, Jim, let everybody know what happened um, this week. 
while they were on the grind. Before we get off, we'll we'll do some pit. We we're not gonna have time to talk about these uh, divisional round games, but after uh, we talk about what's happening on the grind, we just do a quick rundown of the games and just a pick. Yes, sir. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'll be very brief. While you were on the Grizz Night, it's brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. So you were your busy to custom website. Hit up digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. Tell them you heard it here. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, get the hookup. So what happened while you were on the grind? Um, Ex-Olympic swimmer. Uh, what's his name pronounced? Clay Keller. He faces Cle- three federal charges. Cleet. 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 Cleet, I think. Uh, anyway, uh, Mr. Keller. Faces three federal charges. White boy he, participated, <laughs> he participated in a U.S. Capitol riot. To, but the funniest part about this is he participated with his Olympic jacket on, which is how they identified him. So right. you've done one thing in life that you're known for. But this is the thing we've talked about for the last week and a half. Like, there was no plan. This was just a bunch of morons busting up in the Capitol. Like, yeah. bunch of morons. Yo, even Trump just, said it. Trump said he was disappointed in how the people looked. Like, like he yo, didn't he know said, that I'm his saying, base were hillbillies. His alleged exact words was he was disappointed in his supporters' hygiene. My man <laughs> said they had bad hygiene. Yo, but 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 this is this proves points that people have been saying for four years. Yo, he does nothing for that class of people. So why are they this gung-ho about being on his nuts that they are going to I mean, commit you know treason why. in the country they call themselves? You know patriots. why. Dog. Because here's the thing. When you think about, when you think about someone, you talk about, you're talking about someone who was born into money, who was a New York <laughs> City billionaire. Right, he, is the complete, and, you know, he is the complete antithesis of everything <laughs> that those dudes believe in and stand for. And... I mean, it just goes to show you that overall, like, and I heard someone say this today. Um, I was watching a YouTube video. He was talking about it was a guy who was an executive, I think, at Google or Facebook, and they were asking him like how he gets so high up there. He said when he finally realized that, yo, nobody's really that smart. He was like, when you get into these companies, you think they got the brightest minds, and you talk to them right. like, yo, these people are really stupid. Like most <laughs> of us as Americans just aren't that bright. So when you start when you when you unpack that and you realize that it's like oh okay I get it like yo yeah, cats yeah. are moving off of emotion and they're just not that bright. Somebody said the capital was overrun by Bass Pro Shop rewards members. Okay, Shake Milton, I see you. That was hilarious. All right, but yeah, Cleet, the fact that he had I, on I just, his Team USA jacket and he's six foot six. So his, you know, they were able to recognize his face over everybody in the crowd. Come on, he was the, he was on the four by two relay that won the gold in Athens with um with um Michael Phelps and what's the other boy, the good swimmer who be causing trouble off the out of the water. Damn, what's his name? Ryan Lochte. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was the this boy Cleet. He swam anchor on that and held off the torpedo. And they won by like point one three seconds. It was like one of the most dramatic races ever. Now your ass going to jail facing three charges for being a Bass Pro Shop Rewards member. <laughs> How you feel, yeah, man? Dummy. All right. So I mean, that, that's kind of listen, man. That's 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 what's out here, man. Like, go catch <laughs> moving off emotion, man. But FOH to him, man. 
Um, in more news, <laughs> the new Texas coach, Steve Sarkeesian, is fired up to have his players sing their racist school song. He said this is their song and they're going to sing it. Well, you know um, where he came from, Jim. He was the offensive coordinator at Bama. He played for the Alabama Crimson White Sheets. <laughs> so then it turns out it turns out that he's married to a a, a black young lady. Um, yeah, IG bet. page I've been looking at. So who did that? So is Jeremy Quinn. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. doctor! Yeah, he often is in his bag tonight. Yo, you are definitely in your bag. Yo, he stayed naming names, about, yo. That was Antifa. Yo, all, all I'm going to say, say about Sarkeesian is his young lady, I've been trying to find her IG page. If anybody knows it, let me get, let me know. Help me out. I'm trying to see, you know what I'm saying, if she did the Bucket Challenge or not. Cause, uh, Yo, yeah, so that's I, I know you remember. She left, BB, she left BBC a alone, brother. Recently around that song. So now when he he was asked about that first in the press conference, so he was like, no, we're going. that's our school song, and we're going to sing it proudly. Like, dude, but you you know what it's hitting for right now. He's still going to go out on the Yo, tour. listen, 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 listen. I'm tired. Now that we are where we are in history, I'm tired of, of, of people, because it ain't just white folks, but people in general throwing up, well, I married a black, well, I have black friends. Well, I, yo, slave black owners wench. love bed wenches. Like, it's not, it's not about, it's not about the fetishizing of black women and men by white supremacists or white people that means that racism and white supremacy doesn't exist because someone has a rate, a, a, a significant other or a spouse of the opposite race doesn't mean that they don't subscribe to racism or racist behaviors or white supremacy. Get that out your head, man. God damn, I'm tired. Of That's why if y'all, if y'all know her IG, let me know. She might need some BBC. So we can go from there. But anyway, yo, um, <laughs> Moving on, though, um, <laughs> Jared Veldare to make NFL history by playing for two teams in the same postseason. I heard this might not be true. He was. <laughs> the the thing was, um, he was a – damn, who did he play with last, last week? He got called up on the Colts' practice team. So he wasn't a part of the 53-man roster. So after them losing, he's back on the market. So the Packers picked him up. And was going to activate him this week. Like, that's the only circumstance in which you were able to do this. But, yo, y'all, the dude then tested positive for COVID. So he's no longer going to make Damn. NFL history by playing with um two teams in the same postseason. Like, Damn. Damn, man. You was about to be famous just off that because, you know, you were, the pra- you were a practice team dude needed for some depth. Yo. And Yo, real quick though, I, I know Dev got to give us what happened this day in sports history because I got to cut out of here. But listen, here's what I, I just saw something um, came across the news. I'm not sure it is. It's on the Twitter news feed that the sixth person that was involved in a cat now there's up to six people that have committed suicide as they're being hunted down by the FBI. Dumb. So, so now people are saying this blood is all on. Man. You know they cowards. They cowards too. Wow, that's what you know. I, I can't, I can't verify whether that's factual or not, but that's what Twitter says. So you know, Twitter says they're not, they not, they not, um, they not committing suicide, man. Tifa killing them people. Shout out there, yeah, Tifa. Tifa. You know, they do everything you know, that's joking? wrong. You joking? But that's the next conspiracy. Oh, you know they're gonna say that. They're gonna say Antifa killing them so they don't get caught. I don't know. There's something stupid about to come out. 
<laughs> Whatever they said. Anyway, man, did, I, they did that. Shit. That that's <laughs> that's what happened this week while you were on the Grizz Nae. I got to cut out, but brother Dev, uh, you can hold it down and tell everybody what happened to Dayton Sports History and get us out of here. Will do, man. I'll let you. Um, B. Right, Austin, real quick, before we do that, just, you know, we, we're just going to do picks. We're not even going to talk about the game since we're out of time. Um, Saturday games, Rams at Packers. That's the 435 tilt. Who you got? Aaron Rodgers. Me too. I got the Packers in that one. Ravens at Bills. That's the 815 game on Saturday. Who you got in that one? The black QB with the wrong hair. I got the Bills winning that at home, man. The Bills have been very impressive to me this season. Um, Sunday games, the Browns and Chiefs. Browns at Chiefs, 3.05. Cinderella story ends here? Yeah, it's a wrap. Baker going home. All right. Peace, Browns. I got the Chiefs Chiefs as well. Buccaneers going into the Dome at 6.40 on Sunday to face the Saints. The Saints have beaten them pretty soundly twice this season. I'm going to go. With the Buccaneers, probably a dumb pick. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers just because I'm just still of that superstitious nature that it's hard to beat a team three times in the same season. I know it's been done before, but come on. You got the quote-unquote GOAT back there. You're supposed to have a good head coach. Y'all got to make some adjustments and win this game. I got the Buccaneers. Who you got? Saints sweeping. Man, you gunning, huh? You gunning. The Aints. You got the Aints sweeping. So you just basically FOH to everything I just said. I believe you because I don't really believe everything. I don't know how much I believe everything I just said. All right, y'all. This date in sports history brought to you by Sports the Book. Um, look, if y'all are tired of reading the same old sports books with the same old lists, rankings, imaginary starting lineups, and all this made-up su- subjective information that's being passed off as facts, be sure to pick up your po- copy of Sports. Smart people only read the sports. It's a mixture of sports and hip-hop culture. Keep you on the edge of your seat. Keep you laughing like you're watching a comedy special. And as a bonus, it was written by War Room Sports' own Jimmy the Blueprint. So shout out to the Blueprint. Y'all go out there and pick up his book. Um, You can get that at sportsthebook.com or you can get your copy from our website at warroomsports.com. Also at Amazon. So uh, make sure y'all don't miss the movement. All right, this date in sports history, January 14th, 1973. The Miami Dolphins defeat the Washington Red Bigots 14-7 in Super Bowl VII, capping off what remains the only undefeated season in NFL history. So we like to give, especially the Miami Dolphins, the 72-73 Dolphins, we like to give them a big war room salute on this historical moment that still has not been matched so it's time for us to get up. Shout out to Mercury. No doubt. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another episode of The War Room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room on Facebook, Twitter, our group chat, and all the callers who called in to chop it up with us. Tune in next week, live right here or on demand as we catch you up on all the sports topic for the, topics for the week. So until then, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your sports. Stay away from that inauguration because I don't know what's going to go down there. And we'll see you right back here next week. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever else, Christian Mingle, wherever we are, we're there talking, talking our stuff, as well as our blogs, webcasts, network podcasts on warroomsports.com. Also, like we just said, make sure you pick up a copy of Jimmy's book, sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. Until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. 
be steadfast in the war against ignorance. Y'all know what it is. <laughs> we'll see y'all chumps on top. Peace. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.